Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chose to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person i wanted to be and that among other things required me to look at my mental health responsibly so whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it it doesn't matter maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips tricks and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life pull up a seat kick up your feet e-l-e everybody love everybody this is your home no judgment zone welcome to medicine ball i appreciate you this week's episode Season 3, Episode 5, Heavy is the Head. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome. This is going to be the final episode of, like I was talking about previously, the mini kind of series of leveling up, where uh, I look back and realize that each of the first four, really now five episodes of this week's season um, did have to do with ways to like level up, take things to the next level and uh, things of that nature. So this will be the last one of it. I'm not going to be on video this week. If you've been following the show, you know what my plan was, but even I say it, man, uh, man plans, God laughs. The merch did not come, and I will get into that further in this week's episode. I don't want to hold y'all too long. Let's get right into it. Heavy is the head. Heavy is the head. So this week's episode, um, you know, and, and it just shows you, I, I truly believe it's just been God, you know, or, well, definitely God helping me as I elevate in uh, the podcast aspect. These episodes and topics have been coming to me like, almost like while I'm editing the previous episode. So I was already thinking about this and, uh, you know, God works. His timing is always perfect. Heavy is the head. Now, the first thing I want to do is make it clear that no way, shape or form am I saying, uh, I'm a King or anything of that nature or God or any of that, but I'm talking strictly in responsibility for those who aren't familiar with that saying and where it comes from and, you know, kind of what it means. Emotional intelligence. And I wanted to name this show 
uh, EI after I saw after I had already named it Heavy as the Head. But, you know, I was like, I'm not going to get too far into it, but we're going to get right into it. Emotional intelligence. So I want to start off by saying and I say this multiple times often on my episodes and, you know, in regular everyday life, we often define things or know the meaning of things or so we think we do, but we don't use the definitions properly. So let me give you the definition of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence or EI, 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 I couldn't help it, is the ability to understand and manage your own emotions and those of the people around you. EI, the ability to understand and manage your own emotion and those of the people around you. Now, I like to consider myself, you know, a reasonably intelligent guy who uh, reads books and things of that nature. So I've read all the books, 48 Laws of Power, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Mastering of the Mind, and, and just it goes on and on. And that definition right there is manipulation. And that goes back to what I was just saying about sometimes we define things and say things and we don't know what they really mean or maybe can't see when we're saying, hey, that's not really that, that definition is manipulation. And prior to this episode, when people, you know, I'm speaking with them about life or how to deal with certain people or situations, I tell them often, very, very often, especially those who are more hot tempered or, you know, easily, you know, agitated, I'll say, like, I tell them often, like, you have to, and these are situations, obviously, where it's like, how do I deal with the, another person? I tell them, like, this is really manipulative. Let me tell you the definition of a manipulative. Characterized by unscrupulous control of a situation or person. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, because for a multitude of reasons, me dealing with legal contracts with the music and outside of music, my sister being a... a past lawyer who's now a judge and I'm just really into words and those are the two same definitions and it happens a lot in law but we won't get too deep into that where people say the same thing and it's all how you say it but in order to get through life you have to be manipulative now if you're manipulative in a way that you know harms somebody or is at the detriment of somebody else especially if it's to get an advantage yeah, that's 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 a bad thing. That's something I don't agree with and things of that nature. But if you're manipulative and say, let's say a way like Michael Jordan, y'all saw the last dance. Y'all saw what he was saying, like, yeah, I just had to push guys. That is manipulative. That is control of a situation, unscrupulous control of a situation, a person. So even with saying that. It, uh, you know, and right now I'm currently in a financial class through my church because my pastor previously was just in the investment business. So I was like, he's teaching it. He has a book and everything. I talked about this last week. So I'm learning a lot there and it's leading me a lot back to what I am starting to see is going to be my favorite uh, section of the Bible. Anybody who listens to me, deals with me, even if you listen to this podcast, knows I'm real into lyrics and uh, especially battle rap. But I'll say something slick and I'm going to say bar. Proverbs is straight bar after bar after bar of wisdom. So that's why I really rock with it. Now, wisdom. 
So all of that to say in the process of, you know, all of this stuff, I was going through my Proverbs devotional. I'm doing as many as I can. And I heard a guy say, talk about wisdom because that's what Proverbs is about. And his definition of wisdom, I liked. And this really, I feel, is the definition of wisdom. He said, wisdom can be defined as the ability to live life well and skillfully. So dealing with a difficult person, a difficult situation or a unpreferred outcome, that's all part of life. And I think everybody knows and can agree that life is, you know, uh, a situation that's rough to live well. It's a constant. I'm not going to say obstacle or a hardship, but it's a constant problem because that's what it is. Life is about back to back problem solving. Because, right, because that's what you think about. You pay off one bill. Oh, something happened to the car. Something happened to the dog. Oh, I got all the money. Oh, my health is bad. Something happened to me. Life is just overcoming obstacle or situation or adversity after adversity until you die. And the reason I say that is, and think about it, because if there wasn't a problem for people to solve or adversities or a purpose, what would life be worth living? And that's what I tell myself as well. Um. Whenever things get out of control and I start being like, man, this is crazy. I'd be like, man, my life is very, very interesting and exciting. And I know it sounds corny, but heavy is the head. So another thing that I also say to people a lot, and this is all tied into this emotional intelligence is. And I always have to preface certain things by saying I'm not saying this in a bad way, even though to a person who's maybe a little bit more aware it's not going to be anything bad, but I say, hey, it doesn't mean anything bad about the other person, right? So that's just the sake for those who might be in the peanut gallery when it comes to exercising your mind and not there, can't see things from an unbiased point of view. I want to preface this first. If you're smarter than somebody or more empathetic than somebody or more patience or a better listener or a better understander, then in situations where you deal with that person, Chances are you've already analyzed that because you are those things I just listed. It is going to be on you to do the heavy lifting mentally. Let me elaborate. Now, I just told you guys about the class and I'm reading his book. Matter of fact, let me pub this book, man. It is called Lee Jenkins on Money, Real Solutions to Financial Challenges. And I'm looking at the picture, and if he hears this, no knock on the pastor, but he was definitely younger. But one thing that I like is he's very consistent with the Bible verses. And for somebody who's probably, you know, may not be as matured in their spiritual relationship, he links everything uh, to the Bible verse and then elaborates on it. So it's like, okay, I can see where you're coming from. All of that to say, uh, one of the chapters that I would, and this is just how God works. And now we're talking about the merchandise, the shirts that are missing. And it's not just some shirts, man. It's sweats, uh, sweat sh uh, shirts, hoodies. It doesn't even matter what it is. I don't have it. And I've been paid for it. Now, in the process of going through this uh, book of mine with, uh, you know, my pastor, Something hit me, you know what I mean? And I don't even know what made me do the reading for the chapter then because we meet on Zoom. But whatever reason it was, because this was probably I, I want to say the day I found out that I wasn't going to get the merchandise because I received my money back. It says when it comes to business. When you're dealing with friends and family. It is important to be more alert and more careful than if you're dealing with with business with someone you don't know 
And then he explains why. And I'm like, man, that's so right. And the reason why is because when we deal with family and friends and business, we get comfortable. <laughs> we tend to get comfortable because we already know them personally. And we may even know like they like they're not a good business person, but we're familiar with them. So we tend not to be as comfortable and let certain things slide like, yo, print me up an invoice or a contract or things of that nature. So March 3rd, I sent the deposit to, and I'm not going to put no names out there. The people who know me is going to know who I'm talking about, but it's just like, I sent the, de first of all, I hollered at my friend. I'll just leave it right there because people will dig. And he does shirts and he's been doing them for years. His father owned a, a known shop who did a lot of things, jackets for rappers and all of that. But I came to him first. He's like my real friend. Like, yo, you're the shirt man, even though I know how you are. You know what I mean? I know you'll get it done. Let me go ahead and get he goes, man. I turned my cause he's he's moving up. I turned my uh printing shirt or my uh clothing business, that kind of business, over to my nephew. Now I know these folks. I don't know this man, you know, my friend for a decade. So his nephew, like, I know him. I know his nephew father, who's my friend's brother. I really know these folks, right? So I'm like, I right. Now, I haven't done any business like that with his nephew or seen his nephew or the things that I've seen his nephew doing in relation to, you know, making shirts and merchandise. I've seen him handling business on top. Of, and to be honest, um, because I've seen my actual friend do shirts and it's been lazy and I've gotten merch from him before to where I almost have to go over there. I was like, man, his nephew might be better. Boom. Long story short, I uh, shoot him the deposit. I shoot him my order. I shoot him like seven logos. I make the uh, order real detail, blah, blah, blah. He tells me, he tells me the turnaround time about a week. Now, me, in my mind, I say two weeks, right? Uh, about a week or two weeks go by, whatever, whatever. And it, it was really a week. That's what he told me. But after a week goes by, he says, hey, man, my... uh." I had a deaf in a family, my grandma passed or something, which is weird to me because I'm just thinking, yo, your grandma would be my friend's mother. So I didn't hear him say nothing, but I ain't even getting to all of that. I just was like, all right, man, cool. That's cool. Now, over the source of this time, I think it was that first week, like the day before he was like, I'm going to pull up on you and drop him off. I wasn't sweating this person, even though I needed it. I, I gave him more than enough space and patience well outside of how regular business would be handled to handle his business. Cool. Boom. Now, um, now, mind you, I know his nephew and we've done business on other things. So I'm just hitting him up casually. I'm not sweating him like after like a week or four or five days, I might just send a question mark. I'll be like, you're you good. You know what I mean? Just like that. You're literally why you something friendly. So. He then tells me, all right, I'm going to pull up on you today. No call, no show. I reach out, no communication. Now, in that particular situation, it ain't even that I ain't get my merch. But, bro, don't you proactively. I ain't bother you in this particular. This was the second time. And you told me you was going to drop it off. You did. No call, no show. Boom. So I hit him, and I was like, what's up? And he, you know, was kind of like, yeah, man, I've just been dealing with a lot with the family, blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm trying to keep my friend, who was his uncle, who I went to originally, out of it. All right. I'm trying to keep him out of it and trying to let him handle business because I got an official business. He sent me the receipt. It wasn't even a receipt. It was a receipt from the uh, electronic payment, official name of the company, et cetera, et cetera. Invoice I could show. Eventually, like he does that two more times. And I finally say to him in the text, like literally like, man, hey, man, what's going on? That's kind of unprofessional, which it is. This is week like two and a half. 
You've told me two or three times you're going to bring it to me. I'm holding up my situation. You only had a courtesy to call me and be like, I ain't going to make it. So now I start hitting up his, uh, his, his uncle, my homie, and he shoot me back the money. And I told him at that point, bro, it's been so much time. I don't need the money. I need the merchandise. I send it, send it back, right? Give him some more time, two or three. And I kid y'all not, yo, I'm going to pull up. Yo, I'm going to meet you at this time. At this point, I'm like, yo, bro, where are you? I come to you, blah, 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 blah. Now I'm talking to his uncle, my friend, and he's telling me, man, I don't know. I heard him working on it last night. Now, mind you, this is like literally three weeks later. And I'm like, man, so he ain't got nothing. Do you got anything? Just one thing I can wear so I can go ahead and, you know what I mean, get some pictures, start this video. I'm going to bring it to you. No call, no show. Right now, when he sent me back uh, the money the first time, he was like, if people ain't qualified, ain't happy with their product, I send them their money back. Now, mind you, I'm a person who thinks and I'm not going to get too long into the story, but I was just like, bro, it ain't no product. Number one. Number two, if this is a real business, they give you something for your inconvenience. I could have been paid the money and got somebody else to do the joint. Right. So I give him another opportunity. His own tells me he's down there working on it late. And I'm just like, bro, I've seen this man. So you just don't take me serious. Like I ain't got a business. I got people who have ordered this and I have told you, you don't take me serious. So now his uncle's involved and I know him. So when he's like, yo, I'm just going to put the rest of the order to you forever don't, uh, uh, together. Don't worry about the balance. I know he's going to do it, but I know it's going to take a minute. I'm willing to pay to get it done. I still don't have a merch. He's supposed to be here tomorrow. I was very upset when I read the chapter and that information about deal more carefully with friends and family because you let your guard down because it's just horrible because he sent me the rest of the money back. But if this was a regular business, you give me something for my inconvenience. You held me up for a month. Right. So um, we'll see tomorrow what happens. And I was upset and I had told him like, yo, I could get on a podcast or I could let these people know the name of the company and I could really like do something that's really justified. It's been well over, like at this point, it's just like impossible to ignore because it's been like 45 days. You held my money, right? I read that verse and I was like, okay, cool. That was on me. I took responsibility. You know what I mean? I have to be self-aware. I had to eat that. Now, just even with that self-awareness, and I think I might've gave this definition last week, but I want this to stick in y'all mind. Self-awareness, the ability to know what we are doing as we are doing it, and understand why we're doing it. I let it go because I must practice what I preach, not even for y'all, even though the show and, you know, the audience holds me accountable, but just in my life, like, you know, even at work, like I, people, we work from home, folks call out sick. You know what I mean? I had the vaccine. I was really sick. I'm not going to tell somebody like, yo, try to fight through it. And I'm not self-awareness. So running right off of that, because I said, I don't want to use no job uh, job examples for this show. Mamba said, here's me. And I'm going to tell y'all real quick another emotional intelligence situation where I had to, you know, show emotional intelligence that happened with me and Mamba. Time for Mamba's vet appointment. And, you know, there's many different places I could have taken them. But my mother, who, again, moved us to Gwinnett County which at the time she moved us was a majority of white people, but she just wanted us to be like above average and not be around any, you know, and that's another story we'll get into, be around anything that she considered to be hood or ghetto, right? Even though we was, you know. But anyway, 
Um, all of that to say the pet smart I chose for Mamba's vet is a pet smart that my mother has been taking dogs over the years to to that particular pet smart for well over a decade. To the point where my grandmother who got a dog also took her dog to that vet for at least five to eight years herself. My whole family's at that vet, right? I've been up there with the dogs before. So I um take Mamba up to the vet. And um, I, I might upload the footage, but long story short, obviously, at some point along his travel to get to me, he's been there before because we'd never been in that area. And as soon as I turned down Highway 78, this man started acting up. Matter of fact, Mamba, yeah, I'm going to post that. So <clears throat> now, mind you, I'm driving a, a nice vehicle. I'm not going to put it out there. I almost said it, but maybe not. Um, you know, I have on nice shoes. I have on a, and I'm not flexing, you know, I I, ha I like watches. So I might've had on like a, no, no flex, a $1,200 watch, a Movado watch. You know what I mean? I don't get out often uh, with the pandemic and everything, but uh, I go to get Mamba and he start acting like a hood child to the point. I got to pull to the back of the PetSmart, rough him up, have a talk with him, pull up to the front of the PetSmart. And mind you, I set this up months ago. They told me it was a curbside drop off. And the lady goes, oh, just bring them in because I took them to PetSmart, the Banfield. It's actually the Banfield and PetSmart. I'm calling them out. She was like, oh, just bring them on in. Now, anybody who's never been to PetSmart, man, they got dogs walking around in that joint like it's a mall. <laughs> and this one over in this, you know, predominantly white upper class area had the vet inside of it, man. It was like bigger than it was like a Home Depot. I feel like that they converted. But anyway, she was like, oh, yeah, just bring them in now. It was on me, self-awareness, taking responsibility, emotional intelligence, because I waited to the last minute to uh, take them seriously because uh, I went back and looked at the email and it started talking about printing something off and filling it out. So that triggered my mind like, oh, my God, where's this man uh, documents? I call him his documents, but it's his folder with all his medical stuff. Right. Felt like a bad parent looking for a, a birth certificate or something like that when it's time to register. But I couldn't find it. So I was already kind of amped up of that. Then having to get him in order before we walked into the pet smart had me amped up because she was like, yeah, bring him in. I was like, man, you have no idea. So by the time I walk in there, you know, she's looking at me and this uh, pit bull mixed dog, black guy, pit bull mix, uh, white area, white doctor. And, you know, I put a, a muzzle on him. Self-awareness. I know my dog. I put a muzzle on him because he's at the bare minimum going to bark. And with other dogs, he got this embarrassingly. It's crazy, man. So I put the muzzle on him and it was a Velcro type muzzle for those dog lovers. But long story short, she looked at me. I'm all exhausted now. You know what I'm saying? I still looking fresh, but my shirt wrinkled. My hat is off. I'm sweating a little bit. And she looks at me. She look at mama. She look at me and she like, uh, OK. And I can see the judgment in her eyes. She goes, uh, that kind of muzzle, you can't leave that muzzle on him for long. Uh, he needs an actual uh, muzzle that's called a basket muzzle, right? So let's stop right there. Self-awareness. Let me tell y'all what I did in that situation. I was like, number one, she's just speaking and she's assuming. And I could tell that just based off of what she said. You're talking to me about a dog muzzle. You're already judging me as some hood dude with a fighting dog. You're talking to me about a muzzle, right? Like, I don't know how to take care of my dog. But they ain't going to tell me I need a basket muzzle. So if you think I'm somebody who don't know about my dog or know knowledgeable about anything, why the hell would you think I know what the heck a basket muzzle is? So at that point, mentally, I just turned it off because they proceeded to, you know, and, it, and it's crazy because I hear parents and even see my sisters and stuff talk about when their kids be bad at 
uh, make them look bad and stuff. Man, they go to proceed to telling me uh, he's overweight, which I knew. So he's 90 pounds. 90 pounds, Mamba. He's on a diet. He's upset about that. And they proceed, and I kid you not, to say stuff to me like, yeah, you know, if you look on the back of the bag, you know, they'll tell you how much to feed the dog. Now, mind you, this man been on the strictest diet known to me. I'm talking about when them little kernels fall out and on the floor, uh, when I'm pouring his food, them joints go back in the bag. And my, my dad be around sometimes. He's like, man, throw them joints in the bowl. And, um, you know, he's been on a strict diet. Now, his best friend, who I just mentioned, my dad, whose nickname is Snack Man, right? That's the reason why, and I'm knowing that. Now, I know most people might be like, how are you going to say that? Listen to me, man. My dad, flagrant. Oh, I, you know, I just dropped a, a quarter-pound patty outside, and he was too quick for me. He, he just ate it up before I can get to it. Now, my dad is an older man. He's in his mid-70s. This dude still walks 18 holes twice a week at the golf course, telling me he couldn't bend over and pick up a burger. Or one time, and not to put him out there, you know, he's retired. He have a little drink. Yeah, man, I was eating a can of Vienna sausages, and I must have, you know, got tipsy and dropped them on the floor, and he ate them all. That's why my man is big. But anyway, all that to say, they're telling me how to feed them and ask me these stupid questions. And self-awareness, man, emotional intelligence. I didn't go off. I sat there and listened to all of that. She went in the back, and as she walked by, you know, and this was after I had said, like, very little, because I realized what was going on. I said very little, and um, even after her telling me about the muzzle and, like, yo, he feeds off for your energy. She's telling me this, right? And I haven't said anything. She goes in the back, and she's on her way out to lunch, and um, I'm standing at the desk, and she says, oh, yeah, he do. He's definitely going to need some training. And I about lost it in my head. I'm like, duh, duh. Emotional intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. I could have went off. I handled it in an appropriate way. Uh, just don't give him my money. Even with my guy with the shirts. Like, okay, cool. It's just like, you know, we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, keeping it real on certain situations. Because I got some stuff I'm going to keep it real about. But all of this to say, I continue to research. Because heavy is the head, man. I'm very knowledgeable and aware of how I can be perceived. And I use it to my, I manipulate it. Not to hurt nobody, but to, you know, make life or get through life and live life more skillfully. Right. Remember the wisdom definition. And uh, I was just looking and, um, you know, a lot of times in these things that I know uh, the top level of information on, as I started to dig deeper uh, in this particular situation, emotional intelligence uh, is instilled in a lot of great leaders, innovators, et cetera. They name off a couple of things and I search multiple resources. So and I look at the things that I see most often. Right. I gave you guys some two dope stories, two situations. I told you how I responded and you guys could come to your determination of how you would have handled that or how that would have made you feel. But I want to leave you with three things to help you increase your emotional intelligence. Because whether you're a business owner or just somebody who works at, at, at a regular job, you don't like everybody there. There's somebody difficult. You don't like your boss. You may not like your employee. Might be somebody in your family. Or whether you are in a financial situation where you need a loan from someone or you need to get ahead or, or something like that. And, or you've been in them before and they haven't worked out in your favor. Or maybe, and I get this a lot from people because I understand my God's you know, my blessings from God. I'm charismatic. You know, I'm a sociable person. But um, how do you make so many friends? I'm in a job or a career or a path in which I need to be sociable. And people say I'm unapproachable. 
So I'm going to leave y'all, and all of this has to do with your emotional intelligence. But these are three things that people who are good leaders or have an elite level of emotional intelligence, these are three characteristics that they have. And I'm going to put it upon you to, you know, go do the research because one of the characteristics I also saw all the time was somebody who's self-motivated. So I'm going to give you these three things and I'm going to let y'all go look for them if this is something you're interested in. Uh, The first thing a lot of people who are elite or have elite emotional intelligence all have in common is elite empathy. They're very empathetic. They have almost like a next level ability to really see stuff from another person's point of view. And really, that's not even the right definition of empathy. Not see, they can feel things from the other person's point of view. There's a difference. Number two, or the second characteristic that, you know, and these are things that you guys can look at of yourself, see where they are, and know how to figure out how to work on them. Second characteristic exhibited by people with elite emotional intellect, elite patience. And I'm still working on that, but they have a, another level of patience. And I told this story, uh, you know, maybe in season one, but when I started making my real change of my foundations, principles, walk with God, I'll never forget. Somebody said, man, you have the patience of Job. Somebody else said it. All right. The third characteristic exhibited or that people with elite intellect have uncanny ability to understand and i want to elaborate on that understanding doesn't mean agreement it doesn't mean acceptance it means that you're open to the idea that there's another point of view or another way or another idea other than yours elite understanding not acceptance not agreement but understanding that there is another point of view and another way that it can go. Three characteristics, man. Take some initiative. You know, be motivated if you want to have elite emotional intellect. Go do your research. Empathy, patience, and understanding. Things that people, I'm sure, all can work on and things that I personally hear people want to work on as well. And that's going to end this week's episode. Heavy is the head because... When you're a person thinking and exercising your mind and you have high emotional intellect and can understand people's feelings and also have control of them. It's on you to do the heavy lifting, just like if you're the best scorer on the basketball team and and, and the people around you is not guaranteed. I mean, if they have a good performance or if they, uh, you know, come through, it'll be nice, but it's not expected. So you got to carry the load. You got to score all the points. And it's the same concept here. Not to say that they're bad or something is wrong with them. They just may be on a, on a, a different level than you are right now. And that's, that's okay. Emotional intellect. Just try it. Be aware of it. And see if you can't get some things to start swinging your way. All right? Yo, season three, episode five of this Level Up series, Heavy is the Head, where we talked about emotional intelligence. Maybe your head is heavy. And I feel like I'll be at church when I do this, man. I don't know where I got it from, but real talk. There's somebody who I'm very open to the fact that just one little person that might be in another country or something like that might hear this and it might help them. So if your head is heavy, fear not. 
I gave you the first step. We're going to start looking at emotional intelligence and approaching things from another way. Maybe you feel like you tried everything. There's no way out. Maybe you feel you're not capable and that makes you doubt yourself and you don't believe in yourself. I believe in you. If you're listening to this podcast, listen, I believe in you. You got this. Push forward. Your next step, I promise, is your breakthrough. All right? Keep your head up. I believe in you. Yo, I'm out. Season three, episode five. Y'all go follow me on all my social media platforms. We'll be back next week. I think we're going to keep it real. Yo, until then, I love y'all. Stay up. Yeah, yeah.